This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Alright, welcome back to the Pages Dynasty podcast. We are back in 2005 for no longer interviewing famous people. Um, we are on week, oh geez, I don't even know anymore. It's been so long. Week three, Patriots. Oh, that's right. Um, heading to Pittsburgh, the site of the last place that they lost last season. Um, and also the place that they won in the AFC Championship game last season. Um, to the point where Belichick was saying that uh, playing the Pittsburgh Steelers feels like playing a um, divisional team <laughs> at this point because they play so often. Um, with me, as always, is none of the brothers because they are losers. Um, but luckily, we have Tim the intern, as always. So, Tim, thanks for joining us again, bud. Anytime. <laughs> it's a good job you're here because I don't think people listen to this if it was just me. Mm. I've I've tried it. They, it doesn't. Yeah, come. <laughs> they are some of the more you know skippable episodes, but they. <laughs> are the most thoroughly gone through episodes. Of That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just the one. So I, I learned my lesson. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, and you actually watched the game too, which is nice. So we can both talk about it. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Um, coming into this game, the Steelers undefeated 2-0 on this early season. Um and looking pretty good. They're uh, a hot team. And this is actually the Steelers team that would win the Super Bowl over the Seahawks, which uh, was one of my least favorite Super Bowls from this era. Like, even if the Pages weren't in it, I'd still, like, enjoyed watching them, except for this one for some reason. I don't know what it was. Do you remember this one? Yeah. Um, I just remember being the big uh, Sean Alexander fan and Matt mm. Hasselbeck because he went to BC. And right, right, right. Yeah, local. You know that they have to talk about yeah. that a hundred different yeah. times. Of course, yeah. But... Um, I didn't, I was a very, like, I was obviously against Ross, Roethlisberger, so mm. I was pulling for the Seahawks in that one, but to say, I definitely don't remember anything from it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think yeah. it was very exciting. It, it didn't feel like it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of not that exciting, this Steelers team actually started off a little rocky. Um, obviously they started off undefeated, but, uh, spoiler alert, they're going to lose this game to uh, a very undermanned Patriots team, which we'll get into. Um, but the Steelers actually started 7-5 and five on the season and were in danger of missing the playoffs. But they managed to beat the Bears in December, early December, which started a four-game winning streak where they finished the season 11-5. and five. Um, They were the sixth-seed wildcard team and I believe were the first team to go win the Super Bowl, winning all three games on the road. Uh, yeah. Um, so they beat um, the number three seed Bengals in um, the wild card, and then the top seeded Colts, and then the number two seed Broncos in three, three back back to back weeks. Um, yeah, uh, I believe that Colts game wasn't that the one where um, uh, Vanderjack missed the the field goal, and they, they brought out the whole like uh, Peyton Manning throwing him under the bus. I think that was that game against the Bills. I don't like against the uh, Steelers here in the playoffs. I don't rem. 
I vaguely remember that. I remember like Jerome Bettis uh, fumbled like on the one yard line and the Colts recovered and were trying to return it for a touchdown, but I think Roethlisberger chased him down. And then like it set up a field goal attempt instead of just like an, an easy touchdown. And then Vanderjack missed it and they, they lost by like two or three. You know, 2118 oh, is that what they lost. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. I do remember that now. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, um, Peyton Manning like called him a, a drunk, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, good times. <laughs> uh, uh, so we, we did get that out of the season. Um, but yeah, this the, this Steelers team would win the Super Bowl, uh, believe it or not. And they had um, pretty, I think we've talked about it in the past, but it's kind of the same still, the pretty stacked uh, like coaching staff in here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Bill Cower still running this, this mm-hmm. team. Um, but the only time Cower would beat the Patriots was that uh, last season's um, blowout in Pittsburgh to, to end the, the win streak. And um, his other four attempts were losses, including this one. Um, the defensive coordinator was Dick LeBeau, um, who was a not great head coach uh, of the Bengals for three years before this, actually, in 2000, 2002, where he went 12-33, which is not good. Um, but he was that guy who was just like the defensive coordinator for the Steelers forever. So from 2004 all the way through 2012. And their defensive ranks during those years were just like mind-boggling. Let's see, 2004. Uh, so in yards, they were never less. They, they were always in the top 10 in, in uh, defensive yards. And they were in the top 10 every year except for two in the, in the top 10 for points against. 2006, they were 11th, and 2009, they were 12th. Otherwise, they were 1, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 6. So this was yeah, like... It's, it's insane to look at that graphic and see they're 1 and 1, like one person yards and person points yeah. three different times. <laughs> it is. And yeah. they only missed that two more times by yeah. one place. That's, yeah, the, yeah, the that's first and second and then second and first, yeah. Like an absolutely wow. dominant defense Yeah, like for those eight years, which is crazy. Um, they also had the offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt, who was um, the Cardinals and Titans head coach between like 07 and 2015. Uh, wasn't good at either of those, but, you know, uh, decent offensive coordinator. Um, and then the other notable assistant is their wide receivers coach. Uh, you may know the name Bruce Arians, um, who Brady dragged to a Super Bowl recently. Mm-hmm. Um He's also the Colts interim head coach and the Cardinals head coach and all that. We all know about him. Yeah, um, he looks great in a scaly cap. Kills. He thinks he, he, thinks he does. I don't <laughs> think anybody does, except uh, Irish people from Southie. Yeah. Only people where that works. Yeah, the Steelers pretty uh like loaded team. And they have been mm-hmm. like this early two thousands. Um, so, you know, especially with Ben Roethlisberger at the helm. Um, this year, he wasn't as great. I feel like he may have gotten hurt because um, there were some other quarterbacks that had stats in this season. Um, Tommy Maddox, I believe it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he only threw for like 2,300 yards and 17 touchdowns to nine interceptions, which is okay. Um, but Yeah, I thought that was low when I was looking at that. It looked weird. Yeah, but even like the wide receivers didn't have a ton of like yards. Um, like their top receiver was Heinz Ward with 975, which is okay. 
Mm. Um, but they scored a bunch of points. Um, Fast Willie Parker, I believe this is his first season on the Steelers. Uh, he ran for 1,200 yards and had four touchdowns, but they still had Jerome Bettis going 368 yards, nine touchdowns. <laughs> Just Which a is pretty impressive. Vulture right there. Right? Jesus. <laughs> um, and Heinz Ward had 11 touchdowns, and Heath Miller also had six touchdowns as well. Yeah. And so he... They weren't putting up yards, but they were putting up points in bunches. Probably because of this fantastic defense, now that I think about it. Right. Um, and also, they had Antoine Randall L., uh, young Antoine Randall L., returning punts. Uh, he averaged like 10 yards a punt, and he had two touchdowns on the season. So, like, they, they kind of well rounded all the way through. Um, you know, this is their defense is obviously the star. Like, Troy Polamalu, Ike Taylor, Deshae Townsend, Joey Porter, Clark Haggins, like all these guys are just like fucking putting up. And Haggins was nasty in this game. Yeah, two forced yeah. fumbles. I mean, he had nine sacks and four forced fumbles on the season. Yeah. Uh, Joey Porter, I think, led the team with 10 and a half sacks. So it was like, and four force fumbles and two interceptions. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, and the names that you heard too, like, they were all like, um, oh, oh, what was the dude's name? Oh, Ola, Ola, Ola Lafu or something like that. Oh, I remember yeah, yeah. his name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you remember um, who was in the middle? Um, Hampton, Chris Hampton. Yep. 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 And then uh, something Smith. Like, so they were all just like, those dominant Steeler team names. Yeah, the typical Steeler yeah. linebacker. Oh, Casey Hampton. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they're, they sent, yeah, Casey Hampton, Joey Porter, and Troy Palomalo, like the middle of their defense to the Pro Bowl. Um, and a couple of offensive linemen as well. So, this is a stack team. Um, and they came into this game like red hot too like they had blown out the titans week one 34 7 they blew out the texans 27 7 week two and they'd already put up uh 300 yards on the ground without turning the ball over on offense yet uh in two games so they're just like running down people's throats uh the defense had created five turns so they're plus five in the turnover uh category in two games and have run for i think one game was like over 100 and the second game was over 200 yards like just stupid numbers um, and they have the, the buy an early buy after this past game so like like this is the, right. this is their last yep. game before the buy so i mean right they should end their playing at home and it's the pats who just beat them like this is their afc championship like revenge game you think they would be coming out firing and uh didn't happen uh <laughs> it was um I don't know, it was one of those games, uh, and yeah, we were, we're almost started talking about it before we started recording, because you asked me, like, how do you think Brady did? And this felt like one of those games where the Patriots shouldn't have won it and didn't look very good, but still, like, at the end of the game, you're like, wait, they, they won this game. Because I think you were saying that, too. It was like you, you were re-watching it, like, expecting them to lose, and then at the end, they're like, wait, but, wait, they won? <laughs> I thought this was a different game. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I, yeah, I had the same I, thing. I I was one of those ones where I went back and checked the like Pro Football Reference to see like what the final score was. I'm like, no, I thought they won this. No, they did. How did they win this? Like, how did because the big news of this game that we're kind of dancing around just because neither of us want to talk about it. I think, yeah, is um this is also I think one of those games where it was the death knell of the season uh, in terms of like. Super Bowl aspirations because this is the game that Rodney Harrison goes down and is out for the rest of the season. 
um, on just like a real awful looking like guy comes yeah. rolling into the side of his knee as he's going in the opposite direction and just like you can just tell like he's on the ground writhing in pain holding his knee he gets carted off and then of course the patriots um said <laughs> say that he's uh questionable to return like yeah of course there's no question about that and then he was eventually like at the half because this happened i think in the first quarter and then at the half he was downgraded to out (laughs) okay (laughs) um so yeah i mean the guy's crying as he's getting carted off like he knows his season is over yeah rodney harrison of all people who (laughs) two super Bowls ago made a game-saving tackle with a broken shoulder and was like in a sling after the game is out there like crying as he's getting carted off. And then a few drives later, uh, Matt Light, he goes down, gets carted off even worse. And I got rookie Nick Casher in. Uh, also, Matt Light was, uh, can you guess what his status was from the Patriots sideline? Questionable. Correct. <laughs> and then they Did just. Did he end up being out for the season after that? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I think we're going to have to look that up because. We'll find like out he, next week. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I feel like he might have. Um, but also, um, the man that we talked to last week, uh, it's a good job we talked to him before this game because uh, he doesn't come back, I don't believe, right? Uh, no. This season. So <laughs> the last time we saw him was the last time we saw him, or we will see him. because he, was, he wasn't even in the last game. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So he's. He, I think he's out for a season, um, even though he's kind of like questionable all the way through. Yeah, um, but Dwayne Starks is in for him, and he goes down on the first play, <laughs> like crumples down the first play. Chad Scott of all people comes in. Um, Chad Scott, former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler, which they could not stop mentioning, is now in. Um, and then Starks comes back, and then uh, who's the other Scott? Um, Scott Scott. Gus Scott. Yeah, fucking Michael Scott. Who the hell cares? Like, there's just, <laughs> it's like they're just like throwing people in there. <laughs> So Gus Scott is in there at safety because Rodney Harrison is out. And then uh, Gus Scott goes down. And so now they have Chad Scott, a cornerback, playing safety, who's like third string. And um, you would think that it was, this would result in, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, kind of prime Ben Roethlisberger, prime annoying Ben Roethlisberger in my, in my, way, in my eyes. Would, you think he would go off, but he finished with uh all right over under 300 yards under. i think under over under 250 under oh over under 200 under oh you're so close 216 ah 12 for 28 216 two touchdowns four sacks okay because i remember late in the i have a vivid picture of a graphic that said he was like nine for 21 for 176 yards and i thought he never passed it after that <laughs> that may have been right before his last <laughs> yeah. his, he was just, i think that was on their touchdown drive so yeah i should I think have it probably was, it was yeah. a little more yeah <laughs> which so, oh yeah. my god every time Heinz Ward scores he oh, very hateable face i i am not a fan of Heinz Ward, and this was not a great game because he scored two touchdowns and one was an 80 yard bomb so the Patriots scored first, opened the scoring in the first quarter with um, a, a, like a, a quality drive down the field. Um, start running it and then working the play action. Uh, Dylan scores a touchdown, which is nice because he's had trouble getting going uh, early in the season. And then the next play, like Pittsburgh's 
first play from scrimmage on the next drive is an 85 yard touchdown pass where he yeah, beats, was bad. Um, beats our, our favorite boy, uh, Asante Samuel, who tried to dive for the interception and missed it. And he was in single coverage with no help. And uh, I think, you know, you kind of like almost tackled the safety too a little bit. Um, yeah. And so I think Gus Scott was in pursuit. And, yeah. And Heinz uh, Ward just like was able to just run for the, the touchdown unimpeded. Um, so it, it was just like that kind of game. Uh, and when I say I'm talking about like Big Ben being like obnoxious, it's one of those games where he was just like so big and so strong that they were the Patriots had so many free rushers like directly in his face and you just step around him. They'd still grab him with both hands and he would just kind of just like toss him to the side as if like you or me were playing with like six year olds. You know, he's kind of like, yeah, right. you got that. I'm just going to just like have the same thing. Right. Yeah. And then like yeah. the scramble and throw the most ugly duck and somehow it would get completed. It's like, how the f- oh, I hate you. Well, I felt the, uh, the opposite of that because I felt like classic him is where he, you know, he is able to get a 300 pound man off of him and then he makes the play. I didn't yeah. feel like, I feel like in a lot of the situations, there were a lot of broken plays and he was throwing terrible balls that were getting incompleted because he almost threw an interception to Seymour at the oh, end of it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's funny you say that because uh, I grabbed a clip of, um, of uh, the commentators talking about that on like, I think it was directly after that play. Okay. Uh, let me. Okay. Had good coverage on Cedric Wilson. Rafflesberger is going to need a vacation after this. It's like playing golf. You could relate to this. Once you hit six or seven bad shots in a row, it's just hard to make a good swing after that. You're right. <laughs> you know, I can relate to that. Yeah. But that's what happens on offense. You just, you lose your confidence. And the coaches, they lose confidence too. They're over there going, well, what can we call that's going to work? So it just, it doubles your misery. Was your misery, he says. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, I mean, I think he had gone like oh for his last six or something like that, which is why they brought up the number six. But, um, yeah, I, I know that you're a golf guy, so I brought that in just for you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was just like it was you're right, it was bad, but he was just like he was getting hounded on every single pass play, um, yeah, with two Pro Bowl. Um, offensive lineman on this team, which is like this. I think this game was won by the defensive front seven. Easily. Because, I mean, I, I don't think I could name who finished playing in the backfield on defense. Um, like at corners and safety. I, I don't know who actually finished the game playing that. But it didn't matter because Seymour and Vrabel and uh, Willie McGinnis were just all over Rossburg the entire game. All over, like, I mean, they tried some trick plays. They tried, like, the uh, the reverse. Got blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever that, it was, they was trying to run the reverse, ran for, like, 25 yards. Yeah, I think it was Cedric Wilson. Yeah, and got back to the And he, dan- he danced around a few guys, too, and but he still ended up losing yards. Yeah, exactly. And it was, uh, yeah. it was just one of those... It, it's what I remember from those great pages defenses. Just, like, that absolutely smothering pressure that they could get yeah. yeah without even like bringing any extra guys too it wasn't like they were blitzing a lot or anything it was just like they're lining up three four guys hand on the ground just like coming after you and richard seymour was just bodying people because he was the one that, that i think was probably the most frustrated by ben roethlisberger 
because he had yeah. his hands on him all day. Yeah. Um, when he get, when he came through, I think it was the end of the third quarter, and got that sack. He was like, he was flexing. He, he was so very excited, fired yeah. up. Yeah, he was so excited. And that gets me fired up because I know he was frustrated at that yeah. time because they kept putting him in the middle. Mm-hmm. So right, right, when right. He gets yeah. those sacks. He eats yeah, those so he up. wasn't getting the numbers he wanted, and he also <laughs> yeah. had a sack at the beginning or earlier in the game, like in the first quarter. Yeah. But yeah. it got nullified because he got a, a handful of face masks too. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely won by the the defensive front seven. And then uh, going back to you talking about Tom Brady, uh, I thought again it was one of those games where he didn't like stand out particularly. He struggled for a lot of games. He had a bunch of I think he got sacked a bunch of times. Uh, I got yeah, sacked he, three he, times. But he was under. Pressure there was a lot day. of pressure. Yeah, all day. Just the same thing on the yep. opposite side. Um, but I feel like uh, it was against the Panthers last week. Mm. Like the, I felt like they were trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible because they knew that pressure was coming. But in mm. this game, like they just, it felt like they were just letting Brady deal with it. Like you know, you're going to get pressure. Like just see what you can do. Um, and that was like a completely different approach, which this approach usually works. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was one of those things where. Like I feel like the the Steelers did a pretty good job, but it was one of those things where eventually Brady's going to Brady, and then he did in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, because did you have that stat line that he had in the fourth? Uh, I don't think I do. What was it? Give it to me. I think he he went uh, like twelve for twelve um, in the fourth quarter with like one hundred and fifty six yards or something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he ended up finishing the game with over three hundred yards, which I was very like surprised by. Yeah, when I was watching it, but David Gibbons, David, that's exactly what it was. So yeah, Boy. I mean, his numbers: thirty-one of forty-one for three seventy-two, no touchdowns, one interception. It was one of those like kind of up and down games that they had. The Patriots had two turnovers in the red zone in the first half. Yeah, um, was it, uh, Kevin Falk fumbled a like a long screenplay. Yeah, it was like yep. a 20, 30 yard screenplay that got him inside the five and he fumbled it there. Yeah. Sucked. And then Brady had a ball tipped to the line, like going into the half, and that got yep. uh, intercepted. Uh, so it's just like one of those awkward games. Um, but you're right, David Givens, um, nine catches on 13 targets, 130 yards. Just like man. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, and that you know, I feel like we haven't heard a lot from David Givens lately. Um, it's been mostly the Dion Branch show. Uh, I feel like he was a little bit of Troy Brown in there too. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, there was definitely still that like security blanket aspect of Troy Brown here. Um, like when Brady needed a third down, he's like, fuck it. Where's where's Troy? (laughs) Where's AD at? Exactly. Yeah. And Troy, he had four catches on five targets for 43 yards. Like that's, that's Troy Brown. You're going to catch. Yeah. That's Troy Brown's stat line for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how many of those were third down conversions? Probably all four of them. Um, but yeah, it was just like one of those things where the Patriots scored the touchdown on the first drive and then didn't score again on any drive until um, 51 seconds left in the third quarter where they just kicked a field goal. Vinatieri uh, missed one uh, from over 50, which is what you do at Heinz Field um, as yep. a tradition. Mm-hmm. I believe, uh, I can't remember who the kicker is for the Steelers. Uh, I think Jeff it's Reed. Reed. Yeah, yeah, he missed a fifty-two yarder as well, or something. Yeah, I think at that time they were saying that um, they both had the longest 
and it was like 48 yards. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this was still the time when nobody had kicked a 50-yarder in Heinz Field, yeah. Which I don't quite understand, but whatever. I guess it's just a shitty field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I, but even after all that, like, so the Patriots, their drives, touchdown, punt, fumble, punt, punt, interception, miss field goal, fumble, punt, and they're down uh 13 to 7 because <laughs> their defense yeah. it, it, it was insane it was just insane how the yeah. defense just kept them in it and it was yeah. just like the patriots offense just kept stumbling or any like the special teams like mm-hmm. i feel like with this team so far there's always one facet of the game that they're struggling with and it's mm-hmm. usually the special teams that's failing them mm-hmm. In that aspect, the the punt coverage has just been not good for the first couple of weeks. Not good, yeah and, yeah, and and they put them in bad positions for the defense. The defense yeah. has been so so good, but they've been put in so many bad situations right. that sometimes they end up giving up points. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. You, just because they start in field goal race, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I I have a I have a stat that I was looking up because I was getting aggravated. <laughs> so through the first three weeks, uh, the opponent started in New England territory five times, resulting in three touchdowns, two field goals. And um, two were because of return punt, and then one was because of that blocked punt uh, against oh, yeah. Oakland, yep. and then um, two fumbles. So, yeah, it, it, I, I agree. Yeah, it was one of those things. But, um, again, it, 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 it kind of similar to you know, Brady's going to Brady when he needs it. Uh, I felt like mm-hmm. the defense kind of did the same sort of thing um, mm-hmm. where, you know, the Patriots finally in the fourth quarter, they actually scored on every single fourth quarter drive they had. Um, they, they scored the last four drives of the game. Uh, they, that one right at the end of the third quarter and then touchdown field goal, field goal to end it. Um, but the Patriots, you know, Brady finally breaks out um, and they go on like a, start on their own 14 yard line. And so they go on a huge drive. Uh, you know, Brady just like finally starts connecting everybody. My score a touchdown with Corey Dillon. And then the um, Patriots Stevens comes out and just gets three basic consecutive sacks on Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and he just like gets harassed the entire game. So I, I felt like there was, it was just like when the team needed, they would all like, all kind of do it at the same time, you know, like they'd all kind of step it up right at the end there in that fourth quarter. Um, which, those timely Patriot, like exactly, yeah, yeah, Patriot way plays. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's just this idea of you know, like well, we're going to win back against so, the wall. Yeah, so now's the time to do it. And there's right. never any like real discussion of you know, or even like thought that well, we're not going to win this. Like, of course we're going to win this. It's just like we got to make some plays now. So let's let's just go and do it. And then yeah. they don't do it. And it's, and it's like almost businesslike in a right. way. Um, and I'm sure if Greg would listen to this, he would be uh, complaining or calling me something about footy pajamas. But, um, you know, this, this is, it's what we got used to. So, like, just watching the games now, like even this past season, and that wasn't there. And it felt really strange, you know, right. to be like, well, you know, maybe, maybe we won't win this. In fact, yeah, we're not so supposed think- to win this anymore. Yeah, because I think that that mindset has now creeped into my mind. So, like a game like this, I'm like, they're not going to pull this out. Right, exactly. <laughs> they yeah. just don't do that. Yeah. It's like, 
oh, thank God we have Tom Brady to rely on in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, but I will say the one bright spot, um, just go back to your special teams comment, is uh, the kick returning uh, of Ellis Hobbs especially. He looks like he's going to break it pretty much every time he touches the ball. And uh, is this his rookie season? And, yeah, this is his rookie season. Yeah, 2005. Tim Dwight as well in the punt returning. Oh Absolutely. my God, Tim, yeah, the ball, dude. I get so <laughs> fired up. He's so been exciting. my MVP throughout the season so far. <laughs> He's electric. He is. Yeah, he is. He has absolutely no um, awareness of danger whatsoever. He just will no. put his body in any situation. Does not matter. Yeah, they they were saying that in the commentary, and I was getting very annoyed. I did have a note somewhere that I think it was after uh, a pooch punt. I don't know oh, what it was, but I just go, Phil Sims is so annoying, and I hope that Andy is hating it too. <laughs> I can promise you I was. I may not even remember just, it, but I can promise uh, you I was. Yeah, he just, I don't know, he just crawls up the wrong pipe for me, and I just don't like it. I, I can't. Yeah. But um, they were saying that when he returned one of those punts, like, back into, I think it was the, um, into Pittsburgh territory, like, he just gets the ball, he puts his head down, and he just goes downhill. Like, yeah. He just goes for it. Yeah. He's not so, trying to like necessarily avoid anybody. <laughs> yeah. He's just more like pinballing off them. Yeah. Which he, uh, I feel like Ellis Hobbs is kind of similar. He would just like run full tilt, try yeah. to find a hole. And if it's there, great. And if it's not, he'll just kind of like try to sneak through anyway. And just like, mm. like he's getting dragged down from behind just about every time, just like getting ragdolled at the end of every return. Like, oof. I don't know how he survived as long as he did. Right. But, I mean, good for him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you did touch on something there that uh, I think we probably should talk about. And that is um, Big Ben and his uh, moonlighting as a punter. Uh, Because this was the first punt of his career. Uh, But it was not the last. Um, So, yeah, in uh, the second quarter, the Steelers are, or they're kind of like, in Page's territory, like uh, in that kind of like it's fourth down and medium right around the 40s. Yeah. So you're not going to kick a field goal because it's, you know, Heinz Field. Right. Um, but like a punt's not really going to do much. So they actually send him out to pooch it. And he kind of drops it at like, he drops it inside the five. But it, it takes a bounce yeah. and rolls in the end. So almost, almost uh, a great play by whoever the special teams like touch man was. Yeah. Um, but doesn't quite get it. But he does it. Uh, how many more times? A handful. A couple more times. Did, yeah. did, did uh, he do it in a playoff game? Uh, he does it Monday night against the Ravens, uh, where he pins it on the one. Okay. Uh, and then he does it against the Bills, uh, where it goes in the end zone. Against Cincinnati, where he like gets it down inside the five. And then who's this against? This is against the Browns. He does it against all his divisional foes. On the the, on the none of them are in. Uh, did they say the dates of those games? Uh, th- this is just a video, so it's not showing the dates. Oh, okay. Um, I will post the video. Um, but he is, believe it or not, a lefty punter. Oh, so uh, I do think uh, he has an- like one of these another punts. I believe the the second one is uh, in this season again. It's two thousand five. So he punted twice this season. Which... Yeah, I think I remember thinking that was illegal. 
like as a kid, like you can't do that. I know. <laughs> He's right? a yeah. quarterback. You can't do that. Yeah, you, you have to tell people you're punching. This, this, this <laughs> is illegal. I was Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Jim Harbaugh is just you. He's channeling inner his inner Tim. His inner right. child Tim. <laughs> yeah. Having there we go. I like that better. Sideline. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, yeah. Um well, I'll, I'll post that video because it's you know a, l- a little surprising that Belichick did not draft Ben Roethlisberger when he had the chance, um, knowing that he was a left-footed punter. So right, I yeah. Know, if we ever have Bill Belichick on, we'll add that uh, question to the list of you know, was Ben Roethlisberger the one that got away? Being <laughs> did you hear uh, what they were saying? What he was going to do on the bye week? Did you catch that? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it was uh, Jim Nance. He says, yeah, and Roethlisberger, uh, what, he's going to go back to Youngstown, Ohio, and he's going to be the chauffeur for his sister's uh, prom. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Roethlisberger, just such a, he's, you know, that guy's a stand-up guy. Isn't <laughs> On his just... bye week, you know? <laughs> like, you, dude, you have the money, just get a chauffeur for her. <laughs> like, right. Well, no, he wants, he wants to be the guy that provides uh, his sister's friends with booze because, you know, that's right. Yeah. Stand up guy. Yeah. Roethlisberger would be that guy. Wouldn't he? <laughs> he probably still is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, God. All right. So, where, uh, where are we? What else? Um, so, yeah, this uh, Patriots defense absolutely stoned this at the time red hot um Steelers offense like we talked about uh Willie Parker fast Willie Parker um had back-to-back 100-yard performance start season averaging 5.8 yards per carry over two games this game uh he doesn't um I don't know if the Patriots uh, they probably made it their um you know point of emphasis if you will but he ended up with 17 carries any guesses on the yards over under 50. Over. Just barely. 55 yards on 17 carries. Longest of 11. I mean, he's at the beginning, he started and looked okay. Um, he looked like he was averaging that 5-whatever, 5.3 yards a carry. Mm. Uh, but they went away from him real fast, it felt like. Um, like, they didn't have many other... Like, Ben Rossberger was the second leading rusher. Three carries, 17 yards. And those are usually broken plays. So like, none of those were designed. Like, he just took off when he needed to. Uh, but they finished with where is it? No, 23 carries, 79 total yards. Pages had 30 carries for 80 yards. So not exactly a ground game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this was kind of one of those like... It was one of those like patient games because I, I remember on yeah. the first drive, um, like Dylan's, he like initially gets stopped mm-hmm. and then he just waits a second and then cuts. And he, he just had him so fired up. Uh, yeah, exactly. on that first drive like he, he really got me fired up because it looked like they were really committing to the run mm-hmm. and making improvements like this is one of those games where um when they preach that like you know that the first four weeks are like their second preseason kind of thing yep. you can yes. see they're starting to figure it out a little bit you know yeah, and it's week you know if, the second preseason exactly right, right yeah. and yeah and then of course when light goes down Mm-hmm. that's where everything everything starts all over again so exactly. they they just get staggered in their own way because of their injuries but yep. like when you look at it and analyze it like every part of their game is pretty good except for the special teams is the probably the shakiest part i would say of the team so far um yeah, yeah. and then did you did you ever hear uh cory dylan's nickname Mm-mm. 
after the first touchdown, they said, there you go, C-Town. C-Town? I was like, I, I never knew that he had a nickname. But never heard. I, 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 somebody may have just made that up. <laughs> I don't think, think that's <laughs> I wonder C-Town? if it's... A, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stat check that. See if it's on his pro football yeah, reference. It's not page. bad, though. I don't mind that C-Town. Like, cause he, I mean, he was a, like a big guy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but out of a town, I'll take that. But it's not bad. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, nope. Clock yeah. killing Corey Dillon. That's the only thing. That one so. I know. Clock killing Corey <laughs> yeah, Dillon. Yeah, that's about it. Don't know about C Town. Oh, maybe we could submit uh, a change request to Pro Football Writing. Like, hey, also he was called yeah. C Town once. One time. <laughs> Put it in there. Nick, we have it on YouTube. <laughs> that's right. Um. Yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of the um, the defense of the the running game and everything. Um, <laughs> they quoted Rodney Harris, I don't know if it was the sideline report or whatever it was, um, talking about how they uh, were planning to set the edge. They, they didn't want um, Willie Parker getting outside. Um, Rodney's quote was, uh, they want to make him go inside so we can hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking course you do. That's no Rodney that Harrison. That's a classic Rodney Harrison quote. You know what, you know what he's not going to want to do? Get hit. We want to <laughs> yeah. get him in the inside so we can hit him. <laughs> and he was like on that first drive too, like their first, um, like their first defensive drive. Mm-hmm. Him and Brable just looked like they were so they were fired up on that first drive yep. to just like <clears throat> dominate this game. It's just and so unfortunate. Were. Yeah, I mean they they did they they did throw even without Harrison. Yeah, yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah, the yeah the fact that they were able to hold this Pittsburgh team who has just been like blowing the doors off of people to under 100 rushing yards and 20 points yeah in pittsburgh the place where they had gotten blown out like last season right um was kind of amazing <clears throat> and, th- and they got blown out because of someone in the secondary you know going down that, exactly yeah right and also not being able to run the ball um, right so yeah because that was that uh, was when they had like what four rushing yards or something like that because yeah Dylan Corey Dillon didn't play that game yeah, yeah. So was, and they they rushed it like I think five times for or, yeah it was like four or five times, times for, for like, five yards yeah exactly yeah something like yeah. that something like stupid and they just like stop running um, <laughs> and they kind of did that in the fourth quarter here to to yeah. like but I mean they they kind of stuck with it through the first half ish mm-hmm. um, but then yeah as soon as yeah Brady just like all right it's it's time to stop fucking around goes five for five on an eighty six yard drive great. Um, but again, those are kind of almost stats that don't show up because it was finished by a Corey Dillon seven-yard touchdown run, you know? So Brady, I, I feel like I saw a stat somewhere because, um, you know, there's all these people trying to convince themselves that some other quarterback is better than Tom Brady in some way. Right. <laughs> um, which, you know, obviously it isn't. Uh, but there was some stat, uh, I think I saw it on Twitter or something, where uh, the amount of short, like touchdown runs to finish drives, Tom Brady's team has like two or three times more than any other like top quarterback does. It's like four. Which is, I'm glad that there is a stat out there like that because there are so many times where like he throws a bomb, yeah, tackled at like the three, and he's like, yeah, right, and then they just run it in. They run it three yeah, times. I'm the team guy. I want the team to win. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was that season? Uh, was it 2014 or something when? Um, like Garrett Blunt set the Patriots record for rushing touchdowns, and most of them were like one or two yards. <laughs> right. Yep. 
they just had like, and that was how it was like Brady would drive you on the field and then they were just enough to run it in. Whereas in like peak Peyton Manning times, you see him throwing it three times from the four yard line to like make sure he gets the, the passing touchdown, you know? Yeah. That's why he's the stat pattern. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Especially in a dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's see what else happened in this game. Anything exciting? Uh, oh, there was a Bethel Johnson sighting. He returned one of the kickoffs. So he was oh, yeah. out of and- the doghouse. Yep. I don't know how long that'll, that'll last, but uh, that's a good time. Um, oh, let's see. Um, I'm going to give you... They interviewed Bill Belichick uh, coming out of the locker room, as they do you know, pretty much every time at the half. Mm-hmm. And they want to know what he thought about um, the injuries in the first half. Well, I tried to get a sense from him as to how the team loses without a left tackle in Matt Light and without a safety in Rodney Harrison. And you know what Belichick said. He said, look, guys get hurt all the time. We put other guys in. It's not like we have time to make a roster move. But disappointed in general, the turnovers in offense, not playing fierce enough on defense. Bill Belichick, not a happy man right now, Jim. Also, they're down 10-7 at the half. <laughs> Having lost their starting left tackle and their heart of their defense. And having turned the ball over twice in the red zone, they're down 10-7. But that's just such a Belichick run. It's not like we can make a oh, roster yeah. move right now. It's like, yeah, no shit. No shit. <laughs> like, just such a condescending <laughs> prank, Do you need dude. to? Like, I mean, those two guys yeah. are so questionable, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, according to you. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, <laughs> just what he does all the time. Like he's, he's, he hasn't changed. Like, all these people are like, oh, well, you know, he's gotten to be an asshole now that they're not winning. Like, no. No, this is just who he's always been. I think been. he has... He's pushed the line, though. He's become more of an asshole, but has he, he has always been that route. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think he has. I, it, it, I think he's just the same guy. The people, I, think uh, just the, I think the media around him is getting more... Uh, I feel like they almost like smell blood in the water because he's been this asshole for so long that uh, they're starting to like, take more shots at him. And mm-hmm. so it, it's just like he has more opportunity to answer like that. <laughs> But he's gonna have like that. Regard, like he just is who he is. I think. All right, what else we got? Uh, hmm, who else? Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, this was a fun little stat. I don't know if you picked up on this. I'm talking about when Corey Dillon came to New England from, like, when the Pages traded for him from. Um, oh yeah, Bengals. Uh, if you remember, um, the Bengals head coach at the time was the Steelers defensive coordinator Dick LeBeau, and Dick right. LeBeau was the one that actually vouched for Dillon when the Pages asked about him. And so, you know, Dick LeBar actually put his pride aside and like, no, this guy actually is awesome dude. Just had a shitty situation. Uh, he'll do great if he goes play for you. And lo and behold, he did. Um, so I thought that was kind of like a cool little, like inside baseball sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I never exactly. knew that. I bet that, that happens like that connection. all the time too, especially between coaches. Like if Belichick calls up fucking, you know, any of those coaches out there, I'm like, hey, Listen, I want to trade for this guy, but like, give me the it's like, is it worth it? I mean, right. you're probably gonna get a straight answer. Yeah, and I I bet it works the other way around too. You know, like if somebody's like, hey, let me trade for, uh, let, let me trade for Gronk, even though he's retired. What what do you think? Be like, yeah, fucking, I'm sure he's still got something in the tank. Yeah, and he wants to play with Tom Brady, he wants to play somewhere warm. So yeah, I think he probably should. And that worked out too. Uh, <laughs> on the other other. Uh, Sideline, though, you have Bill Cower, who literally said 
uh, he was quoted by the commentators saying that the Steelers didn't have a good week of practice, but it's okay because uh, they could see that that made Cower mad. So they're going to play fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he's mad, then they play good. That's yeah. And, and yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing I did notice that I thought was a bit of a surprise, I don't know, I don't know if this is a surprise to you too, um, when they're talking about Ben Roethlisberger and his record, uh, he had never lost in the regular season before this game. This was his first ever regular season loss. Wow. I forgot yeah. about that. Right. Because when I heard it the first time, I was like, oh, well, that doesn't end today because they, they win. I was so convinced that the Patriots are going to lose. Yeah, so the Patriots ended both of his uh, NFL winning streaks because wow. they beat him in the playoffs last year and yeah. then again here. So uh, I can't imagine he's a big fan, Ben Roethlisberger, of the New England Patriots. Uh, no, probably not. So. We're okay with that, though. Also, he was... I grabbed a screenshot, I think it was in the fourth quarter, where he's been sacked three times, hurried 13 times, and knocked down six. And that felt generous, I thought. I, I felt like right? that those numbers weren't quite high enough. <laughs> um but yeah uh so i think that is that's what i have for this game do you have anything else you want to add um i have so um to kind of like go back more into Corey dylan Hmm. uh because coming into this game he was just like things weren't really going well for him and um i found an interesting uh, article from the Globe uh, where he says um, uh, it, it was kind of just explaining that that game in Oakland where you know he was kind of frustrated on the sideline after oh, right. uh, that first drive hmm. and um, and like Brady was trying to calm him down right yeah so yeah. it said uh, the quarterback later explained he was mere, merely telling Dylan not to get down on himself so uh, this is a quote from Dylan uh, quote people read into that I guess but Dylan said uh, but I don't really care. It was nothing. It was Brady offering support. I don't know how it looks on television because I haven't seen it, but it wasn't anything negative. Uh, it didn't get close to that point. I'd die on the field for that guy, and I know he'd do the same for me. Whoa. Oh, damn. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. You guys are really tight. I didn't, really? I didn't realize oh, that damn. after one season, you're going to die on the field for the man. All right. Damn. I love that, Corey Dillon. Let's go. Yeah. And I will say, Corey <laughs> Dillon in this game had some blitz pickups where yep. he was, he was like tossing whoever that middle, I think it was at one point Joey Porter. They were just like, oh. uh, it was, it was Larry, Larry Foot. It was a, was uh, it? I, right, I, yes. yeah, I made a, I made a note of that because it was a great, uh, I, I don't know what down it was. I think it was like maybe a second or a third down. Yeah. yeah and yeah. uh, got it to David Gibbons. He upended that dude. Yeah. That was sick. And that it was, was on that great visual. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause the camera angle too, like from behind Brady, like you saw this, like the, the feet go up and then Brady threw this like perfect ball to Givens on the sideline where he dragged his feet. It was just like the perfect play. Like everybody did exactly their job, exactly the way he should have. Oh yeah. It was just, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. And he had, he had a couple of those on that, on that drive alone. He had some like, it wasn't even just like blitz pickup. Like you normally see where, a running back will just like take the hit and kind of like try to fall over and bring the guy with him. Like Corey mm-hmm. Dillon was like laying the wood. He's like, you want to hit somebody? Yeah. Come hit me. I'll hit you yeah. back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome. He's like, I get to hit you this time. Like, oh, right. fuck yeah. That's what you that. want. That's what you want in blitz pickup. There's somebody mm-hmm. who just like wants to go hit somebody. 
And they're and also Corey Dillon about the same size as those linebackers too. It's right. not like a Kevin Falk who's yeah giving away fifty pounds <laughs> on these guys. He's just like it's like let's do this. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I did love that. Uh, oh, you got any uh, best and worst for this? Yeah, I have a few. Um, All right, let's go. What what should we start with? The worst or the best? That's up to you, my friend. It depends on how you're feeling. You feeling positive or negative? Uh. I feel positive because I was so negative. So I think I'd rather get the negatives out of the way first and then end up. I don't know. So my worst was obviously the injuries. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, this right. was the game that really said to me that like your heroes are human. Yeah. And, you know, it was bad enough with Brewski and then Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of emotional. Um, <laughs> I'll also and we say... Had Phil- uh, uh, just to, to tie on to that, my worst, um, or one of them was uh, the fact that when Rodney Harrison went down, the uh, TV crews kept replaying the injury. Like, I don't oh, yeah. They're like, anymore. hey, over like, and over. They come back from break. Like, look, here it is again. Look, we'll, we'll zoom in on his knee so you can see the <laughs> kneecap shatter. Like, we'll stop. use the same exact angle every single time. No new angle. Just yeah. watch this crater. Yeah. It was, oh, it was awful. Watch this man's career and look. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, My other worst was Bill Sims. (laughs) Nice. He's Bill Sims. Yeah, I I don't don't need a reason. (laughs) Feel free to give one, but that's enough for me. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't like it, sue me. Um, And then my other worst was just Daniel Graham's hand. That I mean, the one of the he just bobbled one that just like went into a Steelers' hands. I don't know if they ended up catching it. I don't know if it turned into an interception, but I was just like, I don't think it did. But yeah, come on, man, just onto it. (laughs) Yeah, just I mean, he was targeted twice and had no catches. Yeah, just and this was it is it's like that like what Belichick always seems to be looking for in that dual tight end. And he had like all of the tools except for the hands. Mm-hmm. Like he was just as he was, you know, I mean, this time it was pre Gronk. So he was like the next coming of bank coats, basically. Right. Was that with him, he was, you know, Gronk before Gronk. Right. That big guy who could run and can get open and can catch and can also block. Um, right. And Daniel Graham, he just could not catch, but he was always open. And Brady always, always seemed so frustrated. Him. At, at him not catching ball because I mean there's uh, even been some plays where Brady like either overthrows him or like throws it to the wrong spot and I'm thinking to myself he doesn't throw it to the wrong spot to anybody else <laughs> so my guess is that's Graham not being where he needs to be right or where he's supposed or where Brady's expecting him to go you know because hmm. I remember right, something work? about um sorry just just to go on a tangent on that of uh I can't remember what which wide receiver it was. It was one of those guys like the journeyman who would like play for a bunch of other teams and came to the Patriots late. Um, Joey Galloway. No, no, somebody who stuck around. <laughs> who was the guy that uh, has a picture of him like smiling as he's diving into the end zone to score a touchdown? Remember that picture? <sighs> so bad with names. Uh, what year? Uh, later on, probably 2014 ish, 2016, that sort of time frame. Uh, anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, it'll remember. come to me as soon as we end this podcast. That's how uh, names work with me. 
but uh he was talking he was on like some other podcasts i think and he was talking about like how basically the the difficulty of being a wide receiver in the patriots offense was not necessarily knowing what to do but being able to read the fields the exact same way that tom brady did at the mm-hmm. speed that he does it which is really difficult so like basically you're making decisions as the play is happening not just like before the ball is snapped but like yeah as a wide receiver like you are like if the guy starts and he's like playing up on you but then he, he sits back or like the way that you break out of your route depending on like where he's is like if you shading the inside of you then all of a sudden the route changes to be like an out instead of like whatever it was originally and like it's just like all these like decisions you have to make like during the course of a play is just like astro- like things that you just wouldn't even expect like how detailed it is and of course you've seen tom brady yell at wide receivers so like if you don't get it right he's gonna fucking tell you about it too right so i think trying to pick up i i i wonder if part of uh graham's struggle was not being able to pick that part of it up too you know right and he's kind of like trying to overthink that part now all of a sudden like you're, you're thinking so much you can't fucking catch anymore yeah, because he where, does make where, catches like, every once in a while. You're like, "Oh fuck, that was like a legit catch." Yeah, if only he could do that on a consistent basis. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. not that he can't catch; it's that he just—I don't know. I, th- I feel like there was maybe a mental piece in there. But Probably. you know, now I'm playing fucking armchair psychologist. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's always a good thing, you know. Yeah. There's no way that could backfire. I mean, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you, you do make a good point because it was like. Guys like uh, Dion, they just had to look at each other. And they, mm-hmm. they knew right away that what what they wanted to do, they knew what they were seeing, and yeah. they could make adjustments on the fly just like that. Yeah, and that was also part of it too. Is like if Brady looked at you, um, that meant something. And if right. he looked at you and then like looked at you again, that meant something. But if right. he looked at you and then something changed, then like it just it didn't count anymore. It's like right, fucking hell. <laughs> like I can't. I can't so complicated. Yeah. yeah. And of course it is because fucking Tom Brady. Um, but which makes sense why like it took him a while to get up and running in Tampa too, right? Yeah. <laughs> because he's like trying to bring that with him and like nobody knows any of that stuff because he doesn't have that like built in like uh, rapport. Yeah, I guess. Or or just like the, the history with anybody there, you know? Right. Except Gronk when he finally came over. And AB a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Although AB has got some issues. All right, what else you got for uh, best and worst? Well, did you have any of your worst? Um, I do. I have one more worst, and it was uh, Randall L. in his mm. decision making. Mm. Uh, because speaking of turnovers in the red zone, Randall L. gets this um, absolutely like he he gets wide open because. Um, Roethlisberger scrambling and he's pump faking and he's just like, you know, backyard football sort of bullshit that really annoys me and doesn't annoy you. Um, but he actually makes a play and finds Randall L wide the fuck open. And Randall L takes it because, you know, he's he's good in open field, so he takes it down inside the Patriots 10. And as he's about to get tackled, he decides he's going to lateral it to, I think it was Heinz Ward, who was not yeah. expecting it. Yeah, because so you know Heinz Ward. Between the eight and the six, like <laughs> hits him directly in the chest and just like falls to the ground and the page recover. And I I, oh, I think I, I did. I, I have the uh, audio of the uh, oh, commentary. Oh, perfect. Because I'm so glad you did. <laughs> there we go. 
Roethlisberger, look down the middle, goes back again, over the top, ran the well at the 40. Free at the 20. Cuts back middle and laterals. Why? Why would you do that? Tried to hit Hines Ward and the ball's loose and it belongs to New England. Randall L. saw Hines Ward coming down the middle of the field. Of course, Randall L., a former option quarterback at Indiana. Not what they were looking for from the Pittsburgh sideline. Well, he just misjudged the gym. I know the thought was pretty good, but they were moving so fast. That's what made an exchange like that so hard. But what a play by Ben Roethlisberger. Shut the fuck up. It was a good decision. It was. It was not. Also, I'm not quite sure why. Tim Nance just going, why? <laughs> why would you do that? Uh, so because um, because Heinz Ward is that receiver that how many crackback blocks does he have? He's looking yeah. to smash somebody down oh, the yeah, field. He doesn't somebody. want the ball. No. Yeah. No. And then just like the 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 video of uh, Randall like getting up from the pile and just not wanting to walk back to the sideline it was fantastic. And they keep like cut from that to Bill Cowher, just like with his jaw, just chewing that, that chewing gum. <laughs> it's like fucking the classic exactly guy right I, there. I love it. I loved all of it. <laughs> oh boy. So that was, I think that was both my best and worst. Uh, worst it was Randall Ellis decision making. The best was the, the commentation of it. Mm. So let me do best. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hear your best then. All right, I have a couple of those too. Um, one was just uh, being surprised that they won. I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was really good to watch outcome, that and yeah. be surprised. Oh, you probably outcome. tell them how they won it was a Vinatieri like last minute field goal. Oh yeah, so to win it, they so did. That was, <laughs> yeah, uh, forty three yards. So not exactly a gimme either, especially since he had missed mm. a fifty something yarder. But he already hit from forty eight. So you know, yeah. you, you knew it was going in. Yeah, there was, and there was miss. just a lot. Yeah, <laughs> especially if he never misses. Never, in, he's never yeah, missed, and he's never missed from oh one to yeah. 06 other, when he left. He, yeah, you know. other other than the, the one that he missed in this game for fifty, but yeah, you know, otherwise, um, yeah, because and and that, that was the other weird part of it too. It's just like how much scoring just happened in the last like four minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to back, back to back. Because it just, it just it hadn't happened up until. Like if, and again, if it was you look at the play teams. charts, yeah, um, it was the kick return that they had, yeah. But it was like, um, see, the Patriots kicked a field goal, then scored a touchdown, and then the Steelers scored a touchdown. The Page kicked a field goal, and then, Page, oh no, yeah, Page's touchdown, the Page's field goal, Steelers touchdown, uh, Page's field goal, and then that was it. They're just like back and forth, back and forth, touchdown, the field goals, everybody scoring. Mm. Yeah, just from uh, yeah, three forty-two. Oh no, never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> that was the length of the drive. That <laughs> wasn't how much time was left. Oh, All right, cool. so my other best <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that. <laughs> uh, other best was Tim Dwight. Just mm. always just stellar whenever he gets the ball in the field. Or just returning on. in general. Yeah, the, the Patriots returners. Yeah, a good day. Yeah, so they, Bethel Johnson back, Ellis Hobbs running like a madman, and definitely Tim Doy for sure. 
Yeah. And then my other best was that what we had already kind of touched on the that Corey Dillon where he just flips Larry foot. I just thought yeah. that was so that was such a good play. It was just such a good visual to see that yeah. and then the ball going to David Gibbons like Yeah. Because it was like it was a timing thing too, where like Givens hadn't even made the cut yet, and Burry like threw it at the sideline, and Givens like turned around, he was there, hit him right in the The hand. Steelers are saying incomplete, incomplete. Yeah, Yeah, ref comes up, does catch, just like oh, it just hit every point that I needed. Exactly. Yeah, that highlight will be on the uh, will be on the website after this, so we'll definitely link to that too. Because it was it was it was the part like whoever had that camera angle was like the the perfect angle for the entire play. It was so good. Mm. I 100% agree. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So the Patriots now um, back in it, uh, two and one, uh, as are the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Uh, and next week they're headed to. Wait, you, headed, you didn't have your best. I did. My best was. What was my best? I don't fuck, remember. Good Lord. <laughs> uh. Well, my best well, was the, the the commentating on the uh, Randall L. On the Randall L. Okay, so that was your best. Okay, and also Brady just going like whatever it was twelve for twelve in the fourth quarter. Mm. They just needed him to. So he's like, all right, fuck it, let's do this. Like enough fucking around. We're just like a typical Tom Brady bullshit thing. Uh, um, more bullshit thing, I should say. Well, I did. I did have only. I have a couple football and not football. Ooh, all right. Wait, not a long list, uh, but That's all right, I got yeah. a couple. Well, there, there was uh, no Deardorff, so that makes it harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just the, the first one I had was when they came back from the second half, um, they were talking about high definition, and then <laughs> Phil Sims just comes over and he says, I want to see every flaw in my body. That's good. <laughs> Magnify it. Yeah, I think that's actually legitimately not football. <laughs> And then there are a lot. I there mean, is probably some um, <laughs> uh, skin tags. They're, they're, oh, there's there's plenty of also. I mean, as somebody who I, like, I'm allowed to body shame because I also have a lot of flaws on my body. But yeah, uh, it, it's that I turn on the uh, whatever the blur filter when we're doing. There you go for this yeah. exact reason. Yeah. Nobody needs to good see how anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other one was uh, they were talking about uh, Willie Parker and how in the last time they played, uh, he was being Corey Dillon, like he had to be Corey Dillon. So uh, the quote is, uh, he was Corey Dillon for a week and now he's matched up with him. So I was curious, does Football use cosplay or hmm. I hmm. I mean they do wear their names on the back of their shirts, so that's kind of cosplay. Hmm. But does it count if you're wearing your own name? Because I mean we wear other people's names on the back of our well, shirts. Well, I mean he he, he may have been wearing Dylan's name oh, during maybe, those practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because Interesting. You know, he's doing yeah. that in practice. So that that does feel like cosplay to me. That's that's yeah. pretty fucking nerdy. Yeah, and somebody who is nerdy before is cool. Like that's not cool. Man. Like geez, that's uh, that's like stolen. You are valor the shit. judge, jury, and executioner that's, on that. That's stolen valor, almost like <laughs> in the nerd nerddom. Like, you can't be doing that, man. You haven't earned that. That's all I'm gonna You're say. Right, Willie Parker okay. has not earned that nerd cred to be able to do that. So <laughs> he's dead to me. Willie Parker, dead to me. 
yeah, that's that's all I had for uh for those. I like it. Uh, Never as good when you don't have Deodor. <laughs> it's just not the same, is it? Or who was it? Randy <laughs> no. Cross, I think, was the one that was full of them. Randy Cross, yeah. he, he would yeah. he would get dirty with it, like legitimately <laughs> dirty sometimes. Yeah. Like I think that's where it started. Was Randy Cross was just like, like it was noticeable, mm. and it kept on going from there. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I appreciate you finding those for us. Yeah, it's a, lot, a lot of research for Tim the Intern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it because it's not going to be my brothers. Right. So, uh, if, if there's one piece of advice I can give to our listeners, it's it's don't have brothers. They will always let you down. Right, mom? What, what, what are they, mom? Sometimes a naughty boy. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Both of them. Very naughty. Yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> it's always got my back. All right, next week, Patriots back in Gillette Stadium, taking on Marty Schottenheimer's San Diego Chargers. Uh, I remember nothing of this game. I'm just briefly looking at the, uh, the box score here. Cool. Do you remember any of it? I remember nope. nothing of 2005. Like 2005 is that season that I feel like just got away. Like I, I don't remember any of it. Like I remember some of the 2006 it, stuff, like especially the end of it. Yeah. 2005, I, I have no memory of this season. No. So this is kind of cool. Like we're just like watching these games fresh. Like it's like, yeah, I don't know if they're going to win. Yeah. So I, just, I guess we, I, we'll I just, all find out together next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, until then, we will see you later. See ya.